All right. Uh, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Jesus Sure Foundation podcast. Today, I have a really awesome guest. Uh, his name is Jackson Clough. And just give a little introduction to him and how uh, we know each other. So Jackson played baseball at BYU, and I'm a huge BYU sports fan. And so that's how we originally met. And over the course of the last couple of years, um, Jackson and I have kind of stayed in contact through social media. And uh, I've seen him post some really great inspirational and motivational uh, posts on social media where he shared his testimony and I've just absolutely loved seeing that and so I asked uh, Jackson to join and he was really willing and able to do that to be able to share his testimony with us and so uh, Jackson uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, give a little inf uh, introduction to yourself and then you can just go ahead and start in with uh, your testimony of the Savior and kind of how you've built it and, and we'll go from there. Perfect well Thank you, Russell. I appreciate it. And, and uh, it's a good opportunity to, to be on here today. I'm always looking for opportunities to share my testimony and to hopefully reach out to people. So even though I wouldn't know who listens to this podcast, it's an answer to prayers because I'm always praying for those opportunities. So um, thank you. And thank you for your example as well. It, it, it's been fun getting to know each other over the Last little bit, I think uh, first was introduced to you just through social media, through my wife. I know you follow the BYU soccer team really well, and you're a big supporter of all BYU sports, but especially the women's sports. So it's been fun, but um, particularly this time, just to kind of share my testimony and um, focus on the Savior. Um, as I thought about this, and as you reached out to me about this podcast, some of the things that came to my mind was just question this is kind of how I think the first question was why is it important to build our foundation of our testimony upon Jesus Christ and the first thought that comes to me is that when we build our foundation upon Jesus Christ everything else then becomes possible and that's a really vague and really general statement but when you kind of understand the plan of salvation or you just think about any question pertaining to what do I want in this life? And is there life after death? What do I have to do to secure that for me and other people? It's going to lead people to wonder what the answer to those things are. And it's always, it always comes back to Jesus Christ because, because of his atonement, because of his resurrection, not only can be, we can, can we return to be in heavenly father's presence, but we can, um, receive a resurrected glorified body that allows us to be in that presence. So we're cleansed spiritually and, and cleansed and perfected um, physically. And throughout that process, I think just coming closer to my savior has taught me that, you know, no matter what mistakes you make in life, no matter what setbacks you feel like you have, everything is possible because when you study his atonement and you start to, to fill that in your life when you start to apply the principles of the gospel and have faith in those principles, you start to feel the power that comes into your life from the atonement. And you really start to feel when people talk about and the scriptures and prophets and apostles teach how Jesus Christ descended below all things and that he performed the atonement for each of us. He took all of our individual sins, weaknesses, uh, deficiencies upon him. And he overcame those through obeying and, and having faith in the, the commandments and the principles of the gospel, I really felt that that power come into my life where I feel like Jesus Christ is a friend and I just have that 
that passion to to share my testimony and to share that with other people because I want nothing more than for other people to experience that as well. So again, I don't know if that answered your question exactly, but that's just kind of the thoughts that came to my head. And when you talked about Jesus Christ as our foundation. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really good, really good stuff. And I mean, that's just kind of the basic principles, right. Uh, of, of the gospel and, uh, you know, building a testimony on Jesus Christ and, how how important it is right i mean we get so caught up in just our daily lives and all of the struggles and trials and everything we go through and if we can keep that uh that end goal perspective on wanting to live with our heavenly father and jesus uh you know some of those things that that's what we need to know and that's what we need to be able to focus really on is is you know keeping our our focus on the savior and on his atonement so Great stuff. Sure. Great stuff. Um, so why don't you go ahead then and, and just kind of share with us um, how how you personally kind of build on on the Savior as your, you know, as your uh, sure foundation and, uh, you know, maybe start from early childhood or, you know, back in the day or wherever you want to start. Um, but just kind of get, go ahead and, and give us a rundown of how you yourself kind of build on that uh, foundation. Yeah, I can do that. Um, it's something that's very personal to me and something, but also something that I'm very willing to share because I think the process of asking people, okay, how did you come to know these things? How did you take what the scriptures say about Jesus Christ or what the prophets and apostles say in general conference or what people teach us in church? How did you take those and how did they become something you really feel and something you have faith in and, and faith that leads to action? And so for me, I would say just a little background on me. I grew up as a member of the church. My parents are amazing people. My parents, um, they have strong testimonies of Jesus Christ. And they're always just a great example to us and trying to teach us and invite us to make good decisions in our life. And, you know, I, I was always an active member of the church growing up. I enjoyed my relationships that I had at church with my leaders and with my peers. Um, so I, I'm kind of what you would say, your traditional member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I just, you know, grew up in it. But I would say as I started to get into high school, um, I, it wasn't like I ever had any doubts or like, oh, I'm not sure if this is true. I think but when I looked internally and I really analyzed it, I maybe just felt that, okay, I don't know that this is true. I want it to be. It feels like it is. Everything is, is good in my life. Everything seems like this would be great. But when people get up in church and bear their testimony and say, I know that this is true, like I have a testimony of this, I would just say, well, I don't really feel like I had that conviction. Um, and so that kind of started to confuse me, not in a bad way, but confuse me in my life because as I started to um, get offers to play in college, which is always a goal of mine to play college baseball and then hopefully play professional baseball. And as that started to get more serious and I had offers to go play at different schools, um, there was only one or two schools that were going to allow me to go on a mission and still play there. So then I had to really decide, am I going to go on a mission or am I going to just go to school? And the thought that came to me was, I don't know how I can really commit to going on a mission if I don't like know for myself, but I wanted it. 
So there was just a disconnect between what I wanted and what I really felt. And I, I think a lot of people experience that. And, and it, like I said, this process of coming to that knowledge might be different for everyone or the exact thoughts might be different. But I think a lot of people in the church um, ex- experience those same feelings that I had. So um, as I went through this process, I remember um, I enrolled at BYU my freshman year because my plan was to go on a mission. I still felt like that was something I should do. I just wanted like a little bit more conviction to really, to make sure it was really something I wanted. I wasn't doing it for other people or something like that or anyway. So I, I went to BYU my freshman year and I distinctly remember my dad moving me into my dorm and we sat there and we talked a little bit that night, but then he left and I, my roommate wasn't there yet. And it was just me in my dorm by myself. And I remember thinking about the year that was about to unfold. I started thinking about all the things I wanted to accomplish, the things I wanted in school, the things I wanted on the field. And then I started thinking about what was looming ahead at the end of that season. Um, or I guess that freshman year of college. And I, I just remember thinking, I really need to decide if I'm going to go on a mission or not, because I've been putting this off enough. And I just felt prompted to kneel down and pray. And I remember that when I knelt down and prayed, I, the thought came to me that I need to ask my Heavenly Father for knowledge of these things. I needed Him to show me in His way that these things were, that these things were true. And I remember expressing to Him that I wanted to go on a mission. I wanted to be active in the church and share my, share my knowledge of it. But I just needed to know for myself that it was true. And I, and I remember promising God, I was like, I'm going to read the scriptures every single day. And specifically, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon, because up to this point, um, I didn't know that I didn't, I hadn't read the Book of Mormon. I couldn't say I had a testimony of the Book of Mormon. So I said, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon every single day. And then as I do these things, I, I just ask that you would please help me know for myself that these things are true. And if I can, if I can receive that feeling, that revelation, I promise I'll do all that's expected of me. I'll I'll be happy to leave school. I'll be happy to leave um, baseball for a couple of years and focus my life on, on sharing that testimony. But I needed that um, witness or that sign or that feeling from God for me to know and, and have conviction in that decision. So, as I did that, as I went through that process that next year, I can honestly say I didn't miss a single day of reading the scriptures. I stayed true to that commitment. Uh, obviously, it wasn't perfect in, in by any means, but I really made it a priority to um, make the gospel number one in my life. And, and I can just look back over that time. It's not like anything changed for me overnight. It's not like all of a sudden one day I had a really strong testimony of Jesus Christ. I can just look back and I, I remember as I read the scriptures as I read about Jesus Christ visiting the Nephites. And I read about, or I read about how he visited different prophets in the book of Mormon and, and, and worked through them to accomplish his purposes in the book of Mormon. As I went to church and I served other people over time, my faith in these principles and the action that I showed and the, the, the commitment that I had, it brought forth a power in my life. It, it brought forth a really, um, personal feeling to me that I could look back and I'm like, okay, that is not 
that or that is true. There's no way that these things are not true. And it's not something that I can really give to someone else. It's just something that I experience on my own. And I think it's very similar. Uh, obviously, it's very similar to other people. We can't give people faith or give people a witness by the spirit that's only granted to us by by God in, in response to obedience or in, I should say in consequence to obedience to his commandments. But as I went through that process, that was the first time for me that I really started to develop and, and, and gain a relationship, not only with my father in heaven, but with his son, Jesus Christ. And I, I started to feel the power of his atonement come into my life. I started having the desire to make different decisions to, I started to think about things I'd done in my past and, and feeling guilty about them, but also feeling hope about being able to be uh, receive full forgiveness for those things. And, um, and that process, that's where it really kicked off. But from that point, serving my mission and, and coming home and looking for other opportunities to serve and, and study the gospel. And, um, just, it, it just was, a I guess a catalyst for my testimony at that time. And I can just look back and every single time that I strive to act in faith or maybe I don't know for sure, but I'm like, you know what? I think this is what's expected of me. I'm going to do this because I have faith that it's not only something good for other people, but it's something my father in heaven would want me to do. I've always found that as you act upon those things and you follow through on those commitments that the savior blesses you or heavenly father blesses you with, the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to teach you that those things are right and to give you a, a sense of confidence and give you a, a sense of um, peace and joy along with it to help you know that it's right, but also motivate you to keep going and to share that with other people. That's awesome. Uh, when I think of a sure foundation, when you think of a foundation of a house, right, there are mm-hmm. um, certain um, ingredients that you have to mix together to be able to make sure that foundation is sure. Right. And Mm -hmm. you just put it all in really basic terms of how to build that foundation that we need to build on for our testimony and for our faith. Right. It's just simple actions daily that you have to mix together and you have to do them consistently and doing that is how we build that foundation. So I loved it. Thank you very much. That's awesome. So, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So true. Yeah. So for those that are listening that don't know Jackson, so um, he went to BYU, then went on a mission, came back, played a year at BYU, and then he actually got drafted. And he is now working his way up uh, through the minor league system to become, I mean, he's a professional ball player, right? But he's, he's working his way up now to be able to get to the top of the, the majors. And uh, he's playing with uh, the Washington Nationals organization. Um, so what I wanted to ask you next, uh, Jackson, is so you've gone, you know, you, you've gone to BYU. You've got that testimony now kind of built. You've gone on a mission, come back. Now you're out in the professional world and you are, you know, you're kind of by yourself as far as uh, being a member, right? On the team um, in cities and having to travel and everything. Um, you're kind of by yourself. Are there ways that doing that previous to what you're going through now has helped you? Are there, you know, are there examples that maybe you can give that it's been able to help you 
as you've now, you know, become a professional and you're now, you know, working in that, uh, in that, uh, in, you know, in, in a baseball career. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, uh, obviously it's a very, um, big part of my life at this time. And for those of you guys who don't know as well, I'm married to Michaela, formerly Coolahan, changed her name, now Clough. Um, um, so we've been married for a little over a year. She played soccer at BYU and, and now she's playing professional soccer as well in Orlando. And we're apart from each other for, um, a little over six months out of the year. And, you know, for most people that hear that or, or think about being away from their spouse for six months, it just seems crazy. It seems like, Oh, I don't know if that's worth it. And we get a lot of that reaction from people. But the only reason I bring that up is because there's a lot of times where, um, I feel alone. And when you ask that question, there's two things that came to my mind. It was, how do I deal with being alone and how does my relationship help me when I feel alone? And number two how does that correlate to making good decisions and, and making the correct decisions when you maybe don't have the influence or the support of other people around you? So first I'll touch on the, the part of being physically alone and, and emotionally alone, I would say. So my wife and I are apart for, for, for most of the year. And I would say that one of the biggest things that is a help to me is we are so focused on making sure that we're united in our relationship and and staying close to the scriptures. And even though we read the scriptures and we pray together daily, it doesn't always correlate to this feeling of happiness and, and joy throughout the day because life happens. You know, we have times where maybe I have a bad game or maybe I'm missing home or maybe I haven't talked to Kayla for a while because our, our schedules don't align and you just feel like, is this all worth it? Like, should I keep doing this? But I would just say, as we focus on reading the scriptures and studying them together, but also personally, I found that my relationship with my savior has kind of taken a different direction in the sense that I feel that, that through the spirit, obviously, because I you know the, the Holy Ghost is our constant companion, but you not only feel like the Holy Ghost is with you, but you just feel like the savior is there with you every step of the way. And I'm not really the type of person that gets homesick or feels like, I feel like I'm a pretty independent person, but when you're trying to reach your goals or when you're trying to work on your career and you have different kinds of setbacks, it's a very lonely feeling. And, and especially being away from my wife, that's one thing that um, has been really important to me is, is staying close to the savior and, and feeling that, that strength that he provides to do that. But the other, the other direction I'd go with that, the way he's really helped me in my professional career is, you know, professional sports invites, well, it's not even secluded to, or it's not only, only professional sports. It's, it's really anywhere in the world. But for me, especially, I have a lot of teammates who, um, not that they're bad people, but maybe they just participate in, do a lot of things that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing and, and things that we've been told to refrain from. So when those things come up and, and those opportunities present themselves, that's another way to feel lonely. I feel like different than the rest of my team. I'm the only one in the locker room not participating in a certain activity and, and stuff like that. But the, as you, as you stay true to um, the things that we've been taught and the commandments, you're really blessed with this sense of like, I, I say courage and conviction a lot because that's something that I think when we're doing something right, I think the spirit will always teach us and, and give us that 
that feeling, that reassurance that what we did is, is good. And when we do that, when we get that feeling from God, it leaves us with this power that comes into our life or this courage where we're excited about what we've done and kind of gives us the courage to keep going. And you compare that to the opposite. Maybe when you fall short or you make a mistake, God gives us that feeling of guilt or that feeling of um, being let down. And it, it's, I don't think it's as meant to be as much of a punishment, even though it is a punishment as it is meant to be um, a teacher towards us. He's supposed to, he's trying to teach us what is right and what is true. And I've always found that as I've stayed true to the things that I know that he always helps me. That's awesome. That's, that's cool. I can't, uh, you know, I can't imagine being away from, from my wife for, you know, for that long of a time and uh, can't imagine the, the trials, the struggles, um, you know, that, that you go through and uh, to, to know that, that you guys are doing it together and trying to build that foundation together is awesome. Awesome to hear that, uh, that that's, you know, how you guys are doing it, you know, and that's, it's not something that, you know, everybody would be able to do. And, uh, you know, there might be other routes that other people might take, but uh, to hear that that's how you guys are doing it, that's really awesome. And uh, I commend you guys for that because a marriage is tough enough, right? Even, you know, with you, when you're together, yeah, marriage is tough. Um, but when you're separated like this and schedules, you know, aren't aren't mixing together to where, you can even, you know, call each other every day or something like that, just to know that, uh, you know, building that foundation, having the Savior Jesus as kind of your focal point and letting him kind of take control and, and help you guys. That's really, that's really awesome to hear. So exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I think we've kind of talked before about how Kayla and I kind of look at the gospel, obviously very similar, but um, we have different personalities and so we, we get different things out of it. She's more of like a emotional person. And sometimes I make things like too complex or too analytical. And it's funny how I look at the gospel. I, I, when I analyze it, something that really resonates with me is I just look at the gospel. I feel like does two things for me. And like this is in the context of everything. So super generalized, but I feel like when I understand and I look at the plan of salvation or I learn something um, that the spirit testifies to me that is true, it brings perspective or purpose into my life. And what I mean by that is if you're trying to set a goal, you think about, okay, I want to accomplish this, but really behind just saying I want to accomplish something is a reason for it. And when I talk about perspective or purpose in the gospel, all of a sudden you start to have reason for your decisions. You start to have desires to, let's say, be married in the temple or go on a mission or go to church each week. And you do those things because you have a desire to receive something. And so for me, when I learn something or, or something in the gospel I, t I learned something about it. It just makes me want to, it kind of gives me a better idea of where I want to go. And so those two things together, you have purpose and you have direction in your life. And something I've shared previously is um, I like to go back to President Monson's talk where he kind of takes that analogy from um, Alice in Wonderland where they come to the fork in the road 
and the Cheshire cat asks which direction or which road do you want to take? And, um, the person says, well, I'm not sure. I can't remember. She says, I'm not sure. But anyways, the lesson that is taught in that story is he says, well, it doesn't matter which road you take if you don't know where you want to go. And so for me in my life, the gospel has really made it really, it's made it really clear where I want to go and explains explicitly how I need to get there. And obviously there's variance in that it's different life path and choices for everyone, but there's certain things that are non-negotiable or not up for debate. And that's where truth comes in when we're taught truth and, 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 we decide to follow it. There's really not much debate what we should be or, or, or could be doing. So anyway, that was, I don't know if that was very clear in my explanation, but I'll kind of try and simplify it a little bit more. And, and how I explain it is that's kind of the debate I had when I went back and I was trying to decide if I was going to go on a mission. I, the direction was there. I'd been told this is where you need to go. But for me, I didn't know that that was the right road. And so for me, it didn't really matter at that time, which I picked because either one, I didn't have much conviction in. But as I studied the gospel and as I gained a testimony for myself, it became very clear what was expected of me. And because I knew where I wanted to go, it was very clear to see what path I needed to follow. And and that just continues to grow throughout your life when you're true to the things that you know and true to the things that you're expected to do. And I found as I've come home from my mission and as I've gone back to school and as I've studied different things in school and had opportunities to play professionally, that everything just kind of folds out the way that Heavenly Father intends for each of us because he wants us to maximize our potential and the the talents and abilities that he's given us in our life. And so whatever that is for, if it's for sports for some people or business or, or music, whatever it is for each of us individually, the gospel just puts everything in our lives in the, in the proper perspective and gives us the opportunity to choose for ourselves the right road and opens us up for um, Heavenly Father to teach us that it is true and to just continue that process of um, strengthening us and, and leading us down the road that he expects for us. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else that you uh, you want to share here before we uh, before we get going, Jackson? Sure. Um, maybe the only thing I would add, and I kind of touched on it earlier when I talked about the process that, that occurred in my life is um, I started to gain a testimony for myself, but um, something I would share with people is that, you know, you hear people in church and you hear people in general conference all the time, you know, say about all these marvelous things that happen in your life and the joy and the peace and knowing for yourself. But I think sometimes a lot of people get discouraged and they wonder, um, you know, other people are feeling something that I'm not, but I would just invite people to not really overthink it and just trust that as you do the things that are asked of you, as you act in faith, then it's only through that process and over time that you start to feel for yourself. And I like to think of the gospel and, um, the plan that God has for us and even our own testimonies is it's like the art when we did when we were a little kid and we we're connecting the dots to draw a bigger picture. When we're going from dot to dot, we don't always, we don't always see things clearly. We don't always, um, understand why we're going to the next thing, but over time we start to develop that picture and understand things more fully. So for people who maybe hear things in church or, 
or kind of feel like they're the ones left out, I would just say, just keep on the path and ask in, in faith and in, in through prayer and just do the things you're expected to do. And over time, you'll start to see how Heavenly Father is, is guiding you in your life. But it's something you have to look for and it's something you have to have faith in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just want to end here, Jackson, and uh, hopefully if there's somebody out there that uh, has listened to this that is either struggling or questioning their faith, their testimony, um, Jackson has laid out a pretty basic way of how to build that sure foundation. And I, I hope that somebody hears this and feels the spirit and takes action on on what Jackson has has shared with us and hopefully it inspires somebody to to start building their own uh their own foundation so Jackson thank you so much man I appreciate it I want to get your wife on eventually and get her testimony as well and so I will try to connect with her and set up a time where she has some time and and definitely get her her testimony shared as well yeah, you should. She, I think she'd be more willing to, and um, people need to hear from her. She's got a better testimony than me. All right. All right. That sounds good. So, <laughs> all right, Jackson. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And everybody else, uh, thank you for listening, and we will uh, get you back here next time for our next episode. So thank you very much.